Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, hello everyone, and you join us here today to go watch shopping, as Tom and I are often want to do, with our imaginary money. So we've got five different Rolexes that we're looking at. The Submariner, the Daytona, the Explorer, the GMT Master, and the Datejust. And Tom and I are both going to go and spend a little bit of money to find some suitable alternatives. And Tom, I've got a little spanner to throw in the works, a little twist to add to this whole competition. Are you ready? You're telling me this now? One of these watches has to be less than $1,000. One of them has to be $1,000 to $3,000. Another has to be three dollars to $5,000. Another still five dollars to $10,000. And the final one can be $10,000 and over. Doesn't matter which order you pick, but you have to do one of each. Are you with me? Yes, I think so. Good. Then we shall begin. Tom, the first watch we're going to look at is the Rolex Submariner, one of the most famous models built by Rolex, the dive watch. Um, What have you got for me? So I've gone straight for the highest price bracket, more than £10,000 for this watch, on a Blancpain 50 Fathoms Automatique. Specifically in blue, I see. Very nice. Oh, of course, of course. (laughs) Now, we can talk all day long about how Blancpain is the oldest watchmaker still around. Mm -hmm. We can talk about how they're coming up to nearly 300 years in business. Uh, We can talk about how this particular model is, you know, 70 years in the making. The the saga of the 50 Fathoms started in the 50s, you know, with pioneering divers help shape and create this watch and how this, this particular model is a nod towards that. I'd love to. Or... We can just talk about how much the bezel looks like a fruit polo, which is the best thing about this watch. <laughs> what flavour would it be? Wicked raspberry, I'm guessing. Blue flavour. <laughs> Bubblegum. Blue blast. So yeah, it's it's a 45mm titanium watch, 300 metres of water resistance. It's got the calibre 1315 in there, which features the date and all the precision and uh, elegance that would come with a Blancpain movement. £13,800. But, you know, if you're going to go up against the Submariner, you've got to go big, haven't you? Quite literally, it is, it is 45 millimetres across, so it's not a small watch, but... Standard for a diver. With the, <laughs> with the heritage, with the looks, and with the tasty, tasty bezel. You're appeasing not just your head and your heart, but your stomach as well. So I think that's the first watch to do all three. <laughs> I, feel, uh, I feel like you've, you've made a really good choice there, and I didn't even know that they did it in blue. Trust you to be able to find that. Um, in competition with you, Tom, 
I too have spent all the pennies. I've gone for the big price bucks category for the Submariner and I have chosen the Rolex Submariner. What? Now, you might be thinking, well, that makes no sense because you're supposed to pick an alternative to it. Um, and, and I think this does count because this is the Artisans de Genève Lefty Project. This is a heavily modified Submariner. There's almost nothing really left going on that you might even recognise. Um, it was made for tennis player John McEnroe. Now, I'm no tennis person. I have no idea about the, the tennis pitch no. But what I do know is that tennis is a very, very harsh sport on watches. So this watch has been turned in, into a left-handed watch so it doesn't get smashed about by the tennis racket-wielding arm. Right. It's kind of still a Submariner, but what you'll see there is that the entire movement has been skeletonized to an extremely high standard. So like what you'd expect from Swiss watchmakers with all of the beveling and the polishing and the, the brushing and all that. There's a, a sapphire dial with a sapphire date window. Um, all of that's been replaced. Like the bezel has been replaced with an aluminium brushed with painted inset markers. Um, there is one slight issue with the watch. It does cost $40,000 and you have to supply your own Submariner. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's quite a high bar of entry. Interesting. I mean, I, I love the idea of a Submariner that's been stripped down and rebuilt to John McEnroe's specs. That, that's going to be a serious watch. <laughs> but I would say factory settings will get the f*** out. The line must remain pure, Andrew. This is an abomination. I disagree. <laughs> I think I think the world of customization is coming to the fore. If you've got this on, this is the ultimate, like, I've got the Submariner. And you know what? I cut it up into little pieces. We sprayed it grey. Um, <laughs> interesting. Right, Tom. Daytona. How much did you spend and what did you pick? Right, I've gone right the way back down to the other end of the scale for this one. And I've only spent £400 on a Forzo Endura Timer Chronograph watch. Tell me about it. So Forzo is a proudly British company, um, but... Don't let that put you off <laughs> because uh, this company follows uh, in the British pioneering tradition of motorsport brilliance with timepieces inspired by the colours and shapes that are all synonymous with motorised competition. I think they make a great impression with this watch with its vintage panda dial, which is very daytona isn't it? It very much is. 316L steel case with my favourite bits, the bevelled edges on the lugs there. It's sort of razor sharp finish that catches the light there. Solid end links. Uh, 40 millimetres in diameter and 12.5 millimetres thick, so good proportions. Um, the Panda dial is multi-layered with applied indices and a Swiss Super Luminova. That's Swiss Super Luminova, Andrew, not imitation Super Luminova. <laughs> BGW9 Lume, no less, if you uh, if you were wondering. I was. Um, screw down crown with 100 metres of water resistance. And inside is a Japanese Mecha Quartz Chronograph Time Module, the Seiko VK63 movement, as is so often the case with these 70 vintage-inspired racing chronographs. Yeah, so what do you think of that? It's really nice, actually. It's hard to go wrong with this styling, isn't it? It's just classic. It just is. And the, the little flare of red on the dial there, too, is, is a nice pop. I also like the round date window. Yeah. When, when you don't really know where to put it, make it round. It's kind of, it kind of feels a bit more considered, doesn't it? Uh, I also like some of the details on this watch. 
Um, the branding at the top of the textured dial is raised and, and the markers are, are brushed on the top and polished on the edge. It, it feels really considered for, for a fairly low price. Uh, and we're seeing more of that from these entry-level brands that actually the detailing is much better than you would expect. So um, this, this brand is completely new to me and I'm glad to have discovered them. Thank you, Tom. Well, I'd love to counter with, with, with my choice, Tom. And uh, I too, Tom, have spent the least amount of money on mine. Mine is also a 40mm Panda-style chronograph. Excellent. Uh, it also is powered by the Seiko VK64 Mecha Quartz movement. If you're making a vintage-inspired racing chronograph, you have to put a Mecha Quartz in. <laughs> I don't know who made that rule, but... By God, are we sticking to it? We certainly are. This is the Hoffman Racing 40. You can pay a little bit more. Hoffman. Um, it's $200 for the Mecha Quartz version. You can pay $825 for the Seagull Mechanical version. You might notice that it has real Paul Newman vibes. So never mind your $18 million. $200 will get you down there. Um, loses out on the third subdial, so you can kind of go, well, it's inspired by, it's not a copy of. Slightly thicker bezel, slightly different proportions, but overall, I think a very, very handsome watch. And they've not fallen down the trap of putting too much text on the dial either. Yeah, I like it. I really like it. It's nice and clean and simple. Um, it's got the Zen Garden style concentric circles on the subdials, which I was sorely <laughs> missing on my choice, um, which I really like. Um, yeah, really cool watch. Yeah, 40 millimeters across, 50 meters of water resistance, anti-reflective coated sapphire. It's certainly not going to win the GPHG awards, but why not? If you've got $200 to spend and you're hankering for a Paul Newman-style Daytona or anchoring, then this this seems to me to be the choice. Yeah. Is there any road safety advice engraved on the back? <laughs> there could be for a small sum. Excellent. Um, so, dear viewer and listener, why don't you let us know in the comments below how you think we're getting on so far? I think, I think we're neck and neck, Tom. I'm going to say that, and I'm going to leave it there for now. Sounds fair. Because we're going to we're going to move on to the Explorer now, and I think this is the exploring is what sets the men apart from the boys, and I think this particular watch choice is going to do the same for our little competition. What do you have to share? I have gone for my Explorer alternative with a IWC Pilot's Watch Automatic Spitfire. You may say this is a pilot's watch and not really a explorer field type watch, but... I will, Tom, this is a pilot's watch. Okay, all right. Well, I think it's a good alternative to the Explorer because, as they say, the Spitfire is the Everest of flying and uh, Everest is a mountain that many have explored. Sorry, are you quoting someone in particular? Or? I don't know who said that, but it's definitely out there. <laughs> Well, I always think that when you go into any subject, the Everest of any subject is always interesting. And there is no question that the Everest of flying is a Spitfire. But I think this is a great little buddy because what you might think of being typical for an IWC watch is something of something of a certain heft and chunkiness. But this is quite a small watch for them. And I think that's perfect for explorers at 39 millimeters in diameter and only 10.8 millimeters thick. You're less likely to clang it on the side of a mountain when you're exploring. So there's that. And it's just a really cool watch. I just think this is IWC's little secret weapon that they sort of stashed away. You're right. The whole vibe of this being the under the radar watch that IWC sells. It's really pushing its more complicated pieces, its bigger pieces, its ceramic pieces, its colorful pieces. But when you peel back all the layers and go, what does IWC do at its most basic core? You get this. 
4,600 quid. Um, now has the in-house movement. Is the perfect size. Is polished and premium enough to befit the price, but without being so far that it doesn't feel like you could wear it and enjoy it without babying it too much. The little bit of creamy loom, the, the bit of red text on the dial, especially on the NATO. It's a, it's a must-own watch, I would say. Yeah, the green textile NATO strap is just looks really great on it and uh, as the kids say it it, it low-key slaps it does it really does so yeah explorer alternative consider the iwc automatic spitfire tom my explorer watch i decided to choose something that really befitted an explorer what does it an explorer need they need rugged case they need water resistance they need anti-magnetism they need shock protection they need an anti-reflective sapphire and the Ball Engineer 3 Pioneer does all of that. That's all just watch stuff. No, don't be ridiculous. That's not all. Some of it's watch stuff. Some of it is better. 5,000 G shock protection, Tom. That's many, many Gs. Okay, yeah, sure. I'll give you the Gs. With this particular watch, though, the, the real big trick feature that I massively like that I think is really, really good for explorers, if you're exploring, chances are you're going to be in a dark cave, rummaging around at night, in the shadows, lurking, that sort of thing. And you need loom that's not going to let you down. Typical loom is super looming over, Swiss made, charges up, oh, lovely and bright, but oh, a couple of hours in, it's dim as old bags, right? Right. What you need is a luminous paint that's going to keep on glowing. So this uses 28 different glass tubes that are full of tritium. Yes, tritium, the radioactive material. But it's fine because this is a special kind of radioactive material that isn't going to kill you like the old stuff did. So you're all good. Could you maybe even consume a vial if you're uh, stuck in a tricky situation and you need some sustenance? Um, Ball don't expressly say not to, but I think my my gut feeling is that probably not. Sure. But perhaps, you know, if you, if you needed to, you could break the, the watch apart and hold one of them out above your head as a small yeah. a small beacon. One of the one of the lesser used numerals like four or <laughs> eleven. Exactly. So um, one thing I will state is that if you intend to go uh, on an expedition for more than twelve and a half years, you will encounter the half-life of tritium, which is that same duration, and the brightness of the loom will have halved by that point. So something to consider. But otherwise, really interesting watch. Doing stuff with materials that no one else does anymore because of radioactivity. Cool. Yeah, that's a good choice. We're now moving on to the GMT Master portion of this segment. So Tom, which GMT watch did you pick and what price did you spend? So I went for the 5 to 10 bracket and um, on the very lower end of the 5 to 10 bracket, so this is a £5,360 watch and uh, what Rolex alternative video would be complete without a Grand Seiko. So I've chosen the Hotokar Peaks Spring Drive GMT. So uh, it's steel, it's 44 millimeters, it's got a black and white sapphire bezel and a 24 hour GMT hand, which is very important when you're looking for a GMT watch. And again, the uh, the pride that Grand Seiko take in their surroundings is reflected once again on the dial of this watch. Uh, this time inspired by the craggy volcanic slopes of the Hotoka Mountains. And nature-inspired dials are great, and that's why we love Grand Seikos, but I think their most devastating attack on the competition is their spring drive movement, which this has. Um, inside is the 9R66 spring drive, the superior precision that you can only get with when springs 
combine with electronic regulators or something. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and it's it's such a cool watch. You've got the, a black and white popping bezel there with the sapphire crystal that goes all the way across. And you've got that very familiar angular brushed and polished Grand Seiko case. And yeah, the dial has um, got a lovely texture on it as well. And what Grand Seiko would be complete without a power reserve, so you know what's going on when you need to wind it again or whatever. Yeah, I love this watch. I think it's great. Tom, I too have picked in the five to £10,000 bracket what? a Grand Seiko GMT. Holy flip. Can you believe it? Uh, well, there's only one alternative to the Rolex GMT and it's going to be a Grand Seiko GMT, surely. Oh, okay. I mean, off the top of your head, what else would you have chosen? I can only think of Grand Seiko. Okay. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> so this, Tom, is the SBGE 285. It's a little smaller than yours. It doesn't have the full-on rotating bezel, so it's perhaps more akin to the Explorer 2. Uh, but it is a GMT watch, again with the 9R66 spring drive movement with a 72,000 power reserve, 100 metres of water resistance. This time, however, you get it in delicious titanium, uh -huh. which is a little bit, little bit lighter. It's a little breath of fresh air after you've hopped from airport to airport on your busy business. Yeah, excellent. And this is a breath of fresh air. It's the very familiar icy tones of the snowflake dial. This specifically, Tom, because you can't just throw around, it's just like icy snowflakes, very specific. This um, watchmaker was looking out the window at the home of Spring Drive in Nagano, and they saw the winter morning mist, and they had to capture that very specifically in this dial. Cool, yeah. Oh, now that you, I can see the difference, actually. Yeah, yeah. snow mist. These aren't just regular, boring, bog-standard, run-of-the-mill snowflakes. Yeah. This is morning mist. Winter morning. Winter morning mist, yeah. In the snowy region of Nagano. Nagano. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I can see it, yeah. So we're going to move into the final round, Tom. This is perhaps Rolex's uh, bread and butter. This is the watch that everyone knows. This is the date just. What did you pick and how much did you spend? So I went in the 1,000 to 3,000 pound category. And again, I'm at the lower end of that. This is just 1,110 pounds. And this is the Longines Conquest, or Longines, as I like to say sometimes when I'm feeling... Fruity, not every day. <laughs> right, so it includes hours, minutes, seconds, and the all-important date. Mm -hmm. It has a round stainless steel case uh, with a screw-down crown and um, quite prominent crown guards. They may not please everyone, but if I tell you that when you remove the bracelet, the watch looks a bit like a turtle, <laughs> then that should appease you, I think. Blue dial, of course. Of course, um, there are black and white ones and there's also two-tone uh, straps and bracelets and other variations that you can choose from. You can have it your way, Andrew. Thanks. They will all deliver on the performance and elegance that we uh, have come to know and love Longines for. Um, and powering this watch is the L888 self-winding mechanical movement. Um, I think that's this is steel. This watch this will this will do you right in almost any situation. Well, there you go, Long Juan's considering every aspect and every person for the ultimate watch. I think um, for the uh, aspiring Swiss watch owner. That is until I show you this, Tom, because I have spent for my three thousand to five thousand dollar range. This is the Tudor style. Have you have you ever heard of this before? I haven't. Um, do you mean Black Bay? <laughs> what better Rolex alternative is there than Tudor, the Rolex alternative that Rolex made? Sure. This one, it, it's giving you all of that 
kind of old man date just vibes. You've got yeah. you've got steel and gold, that champagne dial. You've got diamonds on the dial, and you've got the little notchy uh, fluted bezel. Uh, this watch, Tom, comes in a whole range of sizes. I've chosen 38. The the movement is either an Eta or Salita base. I believe it is a bit of a roll of the dice as to which you get. But they all, they're all Swiss. They all tick. They all do the job. And um, you wearing this will most likely confuse people into thinking that you're wearing a Rolex Datejust. Excellent. Yeah, cool. I would Yeah, I would say buy it now before it's cut from the line. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's imminent. I've got a feeling. Um, good find. So there you go. Dear viewer and listener, uh, five different Rolexes, ten different alternatives, a bunch of different budgets. What more could you possibly ask for? This is certainly the kind of video that you would subscribe to a channel for. So please do that. Once you are subscribing, why don't you let us know whether you think Tom or I won with our choices? I think it's very close, Tom. I think you are improving and I need, I, I need to up my game in future. Yeah, I'm starting to remember watch, watches and what they look like and how they can be compared to Rolex, which I think is uh, a vital skill to have. <laughs> in the watch YouTube game. Well, there you go. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.